Warning, this episode of the Backstage Show contains discussions of adult content in community theater. Listener discretion advised. Hello, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the f***ing Backstage Show. This week on the backstage show, we're going to continue dealing with the power washing. So I hope you've uh, that's that's just part of the show now. I think. <laughs> but in addition to that, do we have to get royalties for using that? I don't know. <laughs> and would they be grand or small? Oh or, gosh. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, this went off the rails before we even started, but we knew we were talking about adult content, so we're we not being knew. mature enough to handle this. No, we really are. We're not adults ourselves. <laughs> So, so what, what sort of adult content issues well, are there? I think it I could mean, fall into many kinds of categories, and it really kind of depends on the rules of the specific theater you're dealing with, mm-hmm. their target audience. Samuel French, the website, I alluded to them in the previous episodes, they do a pretty nice job of in providing descriptions of the plays. They'll actually kind of break down elements of the play that potentially could be viewed as objectionable. Right, are for kind more of, mature audiences. Well, they break it down more specifically, okay. um, and it kind of it's kind of almost along the lines of the information they give you in an MPAA rating for okay. films. So when I was looking on the website earlier, I noticed okay, it may be talking about you know language, drinking or smoking, right? Not so much with violence because we're kind of desensitized to violence, I <laughs> yeah, suppose. At least in this country, but that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, nudity will mm-hmm. be something that comes up. Uh, it, or more general categorizations like adult themes, adult content, or well, adult themes, I should say, is the wording I think they use. They may kind of put like an age guidance mm-hmm. recommendation, like 13 plus or 18 plus, depending on what the content is exactly. Yeah. And I've also seen theaters turn back around and put certain warnings on, on their websites or brochures when they're advertising shows if they're doing something that that has more adult content in it. Yeah, and it's not just necessarily, okay, so yeah, their promotional materials may convey that kind of information. Yeah. I think it's also very important that that gets conveyed in audition notifications. Yeah, I've kind of found that out the hard way. (laughs) I have taken the stance of anything I can think of that if I'm not certain whether or not an actor might be okay with doing certain things, Mm -hmm. I will probably... We alluded to before writing character descriptions. I would probably yeah. include that kind of information in a specific character description. Yeah, and that's the kind of thing that I, I also think you just pick up more on that as you get more experience because I always thought as an actor myself that a kiss in a show was really not that big a deal, but I had people that I had offered roles to the last show that I directed that this was a big deal for them and I ended up not being able to cast them and having to look elsewhere. So... It's not always obvious to you as a director what might be where that line might be drawn. True. And the, yeah, and and this is where we're making a distinction between things that an audience may or may not find objectionable compared to things that an actor may or may not be comfortable with. Right. I mean, I, there's sort of a, a blurred line between the two things. I think so. I, I also think. As a general rule, you're probably going to run into more issues with your audience than you are with your actors. Depending on what you're talking about. 
I think. Yeah, maybe. I mean, and, Which and we'll it, get also, into. it also is going to depend on who you're talking about. But I think you're more likely to be able to find actors to fulfill roles that might have uncomfortable issues or actions or words or whatever than I, I think you're less likely. How am I wording this? <laughs> I'm confusing myself now. I think you can usually find an actor to fill one of these roles, but your audience tends to be more varied and you can't pick and choose your audience. Right. So you're going to get some people that are fine with it and some people that maybe aren't. I think that depends on kind of the position the theater is presenting or how they're presenting themselves to the public uh, in terms of are they targeting more kind of family-friendly fare or are they trying to be a little bit more, I'll say, edgy or avant-garde? or. But I think there's also a lot of theaters that go back and forth across that line and have some shows that are family friendly and some that are a bit more of a stretch. Sure. I I think that what Samuel French does with their website where they actually kind of list the kind of content to look look for, Mm -hmm. that kind of allows, you know, going back to play selection, that kind of allows play reading committees or whomever to kind of weed things out right away if this is Yeah, you can know that ahead of things that are they would consider to be taboo. Sure. Yeah, you know that ahead of time. And and like you say, it's it's kind of knowing your audience and knowing your theater and, and what they consider acceptable. And, and that, that also changes over time. Yep. Um, I, I brought up this example before when I uh, just did uh, Don't Drink the Water, when I got a copy of the script from when it had been originally done some 20, 30 years ago. Uh, 30 years ago, I think it was done. Was it from the 60s might originally? Have, well, I, I th- the script was from the 60s, but I can't remember when. Oh, I think the theater okay. originally they, had done it. When that theater performed yes. it. Yes. And when it was originally done, there was... One of the lines toward the beginning of the show, I think, was uh, "God damn," I think is what they yeah. said. And that we're probably not even going to bleep out because to us, not a big deal. But when that was originally done, it was crossed out and they just went, damn. Yeah, well, okay, so this is a point I wanted to make. So mm-hmm. what we're kind of getting into now is probably the most common issue that I would say comes up in the most scripts, and that's language, yes. adult language. Yeah, and, and whether that's cursing that you know we bleeped out earlier or whether it's things like damn it or yeah yeah. so the distinction here is profanity versus blasphemy yes and i've run into a bit of this myself where i've been told from theaters i work with that okay so our audience is maybe more accepting of profanity but Mm -hmm. you can't cross the line with having keeping something that would be uh, construed as a blasphemous line. Okay, so they... Taking the Lord, name of the Lord in vain, those kinds of things. So they, you know, to use that example again, they might not have been comfortable with God damn it. Exactly. But if, if the actor, if the character just gone, what the f***, <laughs> that would have been okay. Well, not exactly. Okay. But, uh, I'm thinking uh, maybe some of the more milder four-letter words like, like damn or mm. or uh, stuff like that. Well, that's not necessarily... Aren't f***ing shit at about the same level? No, I think... <laughs> You're going to have your hands full bleeping. Oh, uh, this is going to be fun. No, because I think you can have one of those two in a PG-rated movie, but not the other. Really? I, I was not aware of that. I think so. Huh. I thought there was also, uh, like, a, you know, when they when it comes to the MPAA ratings, you can say certain words a certain number of times. I think that's probably yeah. true. Which, I also had a similar uh, constraint put upon me. Uh, on, uh, on stage? Yeah. Okay. From a show I directed. What was that? Should I tell the name of the show? That's up to you. I mean, it was a restriction that they that they gave you that you followed, and you're right. not saying they were right. stupid to do that. I mean, you're not you're not saying that the theater was wrong or right to do this. So. Well, this this is the rule I was given. Okay. So in the script that I was dealing with, there were five instances of the F word. Okay. And I was told at that time 
Now, there had been in the past more of a hardline stance on this. Mm -hmm. But at the time we were doing this particular show, I was told, you're allowed to keep two of them. Interesting. Two out of the five. So I had to go through the script and, and judiciously determine which are the ones I really want to keep. Yeah. Now, the way in which I chose made those selections versus what I later learned might have been the way they wish I had chosen them. Yeah. <laughs> in my case, I decided to, well, I chose them based on what I thought were the most dramatically poignant examples of keeping makes, it. Makes sense to me. And one of those cases where was a case where it was used as a verb instead of an ex, uh, exclamation. Uh-huh. Or as a general So they would have preferred. They would have preferred I not use it in the context of as a verb to mm -hmm. describe a certain action, as it yes. were. But Interesting that I, that's at that point I was told I could, nobody worried about me changing it, so we left it the way it was. Yeah. I the, mean, I've, I've actually never run across an, an instance where they've asked me to change anything. I, they've really? always been like, I, think I mean, it's, it's been hands-off. I think it's largely theater-dependent. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but, I mean, I, I, I like that flexibility. And I've done some stuff that I look back on where it's just like, wow, that was a, there was a whole lot of cursing in that, or that was a really questionable scene, but, you know. I think people look at it, you know, have different opinions on it. Some find it distracting. Yeah. Others think it doesn't really... It's not really essential to the story. Mm -hmm. Well, we, we, you know, both of us have done some writing in our time. What's what's your general stance on that? I, I mean, my opinion is I, I will throw them in, but I'm very judicious about where I'm going to put a, a, a curse word in. And to me, it has to have some impact. It has to be there for a reason. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd feel the same way about it. I haven't really, yeah, <laughs> I haven't really written a lot that I would consider to be on par of R-rated language material so no, much. No, I, I mean, I don't know that I have even written it in. I, I, I've done some in, in prose stuff that I've written years ago, right. but uh, I don't think it's come up in any of the uh, uh, playwriting that I've done. But if I felt it were necessary or valuable, I would have no qualms about putting it in. Yeah, and then, you know, on the other extreme, you get, you know, your, your David Mamets who just <laughs> throw it in there and says, well, that's just how they talk. But, I mean, I, I mean it's an... It's a defensible argument, right? But I think some of his plays, I don't know that it's as important as he probably thinks it is, and that restricts the number of theaters that are going to be willing to do it. Yeah. So going back to this play with the yeah. the, the the f qu f word quota, mm -hmm. well, <laughs> with my blessing, we threw it out entirely out the window on the final performance. Ah. We performed the script as originally written. And, and kept I, all the original F words. And did the theater Not notice? that I know of. <laughs> Not that I know of. I never heard any complaints about it afterward. Of have course, it was the last show, so I could hightail it out of there. And, and have you been back to that theater since? I have. Okay. Yes. And have you directed there again? I have. Okay. Well, apparently they didn't have so much of a problem with it that they... Apparently not, and back. maybe it's loosened even further since then. Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I, there definitely has been a, a loosening over the last 20 years, even. I, I just think in general, with the availability of what scripts are out there especially if you're looking to do things you haven't done before mm -hmm. it's just kind of inevitable that this is probably going to be the most common thing you run into yeah i mean it's it's hard to avoid at this point there there are a lot of scripts with at least the occasional f thrown in there <laughs> i'm just I'm, I'm making sure you have a lot of work to do on this <laughs> thank you thank you and by and how did you mean that exactly as in the action or the expletive <laughs> yes <laughs> Well, I mean that we that could talk kinda, about the la other one later. Yeah, that well, that leads to you know a discussion of of actions in scripts yeah. that are more adult, shall we say? All right. Well, one other area that th this is kind of more of a sign of the times thing as far as objectionability or not. Mm -hmm. Is that a word? 
Sure. It is now. <laughs> it's not a four-letter word, so I don't have to bleep it. Okay, so alcohol and smoking. Okay. This It's kind of funny now because you actually see in, if you go to IMDb to look up content advisories about films, mm-hmm. this will be its own category. Well, it's and it's actually, as far as MPAA is concerned, there is a restriction, at least on smoking. I'm not sure if there is one on alcohol or not, but mm-hmm. I believe if there's smoking in a movie, it's automatically at least PG-13, I think. Really? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah, but that, think that's about a, it. That's recent. You think of all those classic black and white films, everybody oh, yeah. smoked back then. Yeah, but I mean... Also, everybody not on screen smoked back then, so it's just a different right. world. It's just, right, it's the times. Yeah, and what, what's been your stance on that sort of I thing? I haven't really personally come across it, I don't think, for any shows I've been involved with, mm-hmm. but I think that's not so much, I think it's more of a logistical thing because it's a little yeah. bit tough to pull that off. So I've been in, at least involved in shows. I, I mean, as far as alcohol goes, to me, oh, that's easy. Yeah, I mean, I mean you first know, off, you're replacing it, so you're not generally it's drinking actually. Not actual stage. alcohol on yeah. stage. And Usually. Usually, yeah, right. Well, <laughs> it should not normally be reg- uh, real alcohol on stage. Usually nobody has a problem with that that I've ever yeah. run into. Yeah. Smoking is a little bit trickier because of the logistics of how to do it convincingly or fake it or yeah. however you so, approach it. Personally, I actually have a slight allergy to smoke, uh, and, and, I, and I start coughing uncontrollably frequently. So when I have been encountered with scenes of smoking as a director, I have cut them out. Mm-hmm. And I have yet to come across a script where it is vital to a scene or a production. Right. Usually it's just thrown in there because it's an older script and it's just what they did. Yeah. I had a scene where somebody was supposed to be lighting a cigarette in the last show that I directed in, in Don't Drink the Water. And I believed it's, it's scripted that, it, that the cigarette does get lit. But the reasoning for it in the script... So... Yeah, the smoking, okay. the smoking's not, not the key part. The key part is somebody is using what's supposed to be a live pistol, and he's pretending it's a lighter. So that's the, you know, that's the, the gag, that's the is gag, they don't know yeah. if the gun's going to go off. So it wasn't important. And, and, the, and of course, it doesn't work because it's an actual gun, so he goes, oh, the, the damn thing's broke. That we were able to keep in, uh, and I think he actually did say damn in, in the script. <laughs> damn. Yeah, the f***ing thing's broke. <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep throwing those in so Jim has more bleeping to do. <laughs> uh, you so- <laughs> F- you. Uh, yeah. So, so I left the the lighter bit in, but there was no reason because I, I I think it's like after that he just goes, uh, never mind. I have my own lighter, and then he lights his cigarette, starts smoking. But wh- what's the point? There was no reason for that to be in there. So I have no problem cutting that, even though if you go back to our previous episode, it probably was a rights violation. Oh God, here we go again with that. Yeah, I think something like that. Unless it was instrumental of the plot, it'd be yeah. something. You, you wouldn't miss it if it were gone. Yeah. But I mean, I, I guess that's pretty much just our personal opinions when it comes to the drinking or smoking, where I have no problem with drinking. I drink myself uh, in moderation. Um, <laughs> I personally, you know, both my parents smoked, but I, I, because I do have a, a slight allergy to it and it does bother me so much that I cut it out just because as an audience member, I've been in shows, yeah. you know, watching shows as an audience member. I mean, where somebody has smoked on stage and I'm, like, suppressing coughs out in the audience. Yeah, it's not so much an objection ability as far as the content. Mm-hmm. It's more just the actual physical experience of being around smoke. Yeah, and subjecting your audience to secondhand smoke because most of these theaters are fairly small and you're not going to get ventilation that's going to keep it out. Yeah. I was involved with one show where somebody was supposed to be smoking through the whole show. Uh, it was a one-act, and the director felt it was vital 
to the production, which, okay, they're entitled to do that. And I think that, but they didn't want to use actual cigarettes to smoke, so I think they, like, used clove cigarettes or something. Yeah, that's even a, worse. <laughs> that's a common substitute for tobacco. Yeah. Uh, also, I think uh, I recall a friend of mine in college was in a production where he had to smoke, and he was a non-smoker, so mm-hmm. I think they gave him some sort of oregano. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. But I mean, regardless I think he of had, what it is, you're still like, there's still smoke there. Yeah. And I think you're still dealing with respiratory issues. Yeah. Yeah. There are like fake cigars and cigarettes that have like a powder charge in them that can look like they're blowing smoke out them. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think they work very well. Well, nowadays they have the, the vapor. Yeah. Which they pretty much said is just as bad anyway. <laughs> there's no way to do it that's not in some way harmful. But I guess, yeah. And I mean, again, neither of us are smokers, so it's more likely to bother either one of us. But for a smoker, they might be like, well, what's the big deal? So somebody's smoking in the show, so leave it in. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's kind of the attitude that I have with, with drinking in there. But these are both arguably adult content because, well, I guess they're not even, it's not arguably adult content because minors aren't, legally can't do such things. Right. And the, the, the message, the influence yeah. of getting them to start to do. Yeah, because it was, I mean, everybody smoke. smoked back in the day because everybody you saw was smoking and you just thought well that's something you do when you grow up mm-hmm. it's fortunate i think that that kind of thing gets flagged yeah uh when you're script shopping yeah yeah i mean it's good for it to be in there and i've read some scripts where i'm really liking them and i get up to a scene up with their smoking i'm like oh am i gonna be able to cut this or not and again legality issues but that aside it's that's something that i'm likely to cut drinking is something i'm not likely to cut personal opinion drinking has been pretty harmless in my experience i have encountered it in some form in several shows I've been involved with. Mm-hmm. I will say this when we uh, did Picasso de la Panagile, where. Set in a bar. Yeah, it's set in a bar. The whole thing is, a, I, I believe I mentioned this an episode or two ago, where you know, Picasso, Einstein, and Elvis walk into a bar. And that, that's essentially the plot. So there's drinking during the show, because yes, it is set in a bar. And I designed the logo for that show, which was a, uh, a cartoonish take on the logo for the La Panagile, which was. Uh, a bar in Paris, so th- this place actually exists, and the the logo was a rabbit that was holding a bottle of wine, basically, and this was my logo. Well, we were doing this show at the high school. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and we wanted to Ooh. put posters up, and they always put posters up. They told us we could not put up posters with that logo on it, with, huh. with the wine bottle being held. So I actually did an alternate version of the logo just for the posters in the high school. So they had no problem with the fact that you're doing a show in a high school that's set in a bar and has actors yes. or characters drinking throughout. Yeah, that was not a problem. It just but could the be posters. in the print material. Yeah. Well, huh. I mean, I, I, I can kind of understand that because it's not like we're doing the performances for the high school students. We're True. doing performances outside of school hours right. and for, for paid uh, audiences. But, yeah, it was just interesting that, that that came up where they're like, no, you can't use this logo in the school. I just find it interesting, I guess, where they chose to draw the lineup in that particular case. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had the same reaction where I'm like, okay, so we can do the show. Because when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, my God, they're making us cut the drinking. Like, no, 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 you can still drink in the show. You just can't use your, your posters. No. Yeah. And the actual drinking in the show, of course, those are things like water and weak iced tea and 7-Up and various concoctions. Juices, I think. Juices. Yeah. 7-Up. <laughs> What is that going to take the place of? Zima? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think 7-Up mixed with something else, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, yeah, Zima. Yeah. (laughs) So anybody remember Zima? If you do, email us at podcast (laughs) at backstage.link. If they remember Zima, I'm not sure I want them to email us. (laughs) At least not if they're still drinking it. All right, well, then email us about something entirely different. I don't care. There you go. Just email us. I just had to plug the email address, of course. Please email us. (laughs) 
So moving on. Yes. Other issues. So now we've got kind of a slippery slope related to romantic slash sexual content. Kissing. Yes. Fondling. <laughs> Shall I go on? <laughs> Please don't. My God. <laughs> this got awkward fast. Yeah. We'll start with first base. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, not 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 us. us. No. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but that could come up in a show. You just don't know. It frequently does. Yes. And um, you know, it could be a peck on the cheek. It could be a very chaste kind of situation where mm-hmm. there's kissing involved. And sure. That's as far as it goes. But there could be fairly intense kissing involved. Yeah. There could be a lot more to that, which I'll get to in a minute. Yeah. But kissing, we've alluded to. Probably not so much a problem from the audience watching it. It comes up a lot, and it's not really no. a big deal. No. I think that that's handling that is more of an issue as far as handling the actors doing it. Yes, and there are some actors that have no problem at all with it, and, and as we've discussed before, there are some actors who either they aren't comfortable with it or their spouse or significant other is not comfortable with it. Yeah, you run into that a lot, I think. Yeah, um, and that can cause problems. Even if they're willing to do it and their their significant other is uncomfortable with it, then that discomfort will probably leak through to some extent. Yeah, and I think that comes up a lot comes up a lot because it's very possible that their significant other is not involved in theater in any way. Right, and they don't understand. They don't really understand yeah. that. You know, it doesn't mean anything, or they just can't accept it. Yeah, and I mean, to be perfectly honest, before I had an onstage kiss, I wasn't really understanding the mechanics of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. And the reality is the mechanics are more or less the same. It's the emotion behind it that is different. And I mean, the mechanics are only going to go so far without getting into too much detail. <laughs> I know what you're, the mechanics yeah. themselves are more chaste. Yes. Uh, whether they're looking like that or not, <laughs> uh, but the it's the emotion behind it. I mean, it's not even you; it's the character, and and you're not feeling anything for this person. You're doing you're playing a role. Right. Okay. So there have been a couple shows I've done where I've had to kiss somebody else, mm-hmm. and I remember the first time I I knew it was coming up. I it was going to be in the show, and I, you know, prepared myself for that. But I think as far as rehearsing it, mm-hmm. it's not something we just jumped right into right away. Yeah, I, I think most don't really dive right into it. But at least it's been my experience both as an actor and a director. You just need to kind of just dive in at some point. Mm-hmm. And then once you do it, it's not a big deal. Well, that's in the, in this case of my first kissing scene in a show, that was... Mm-hmm. Maybe about three or four weeks before we open, we just decided, all right, let's just do this. Yeah. Really turned out to not be as bad as I thought it might be. Yeah. I think the longer you put it off, the more it gets built up and the more afraid you are that it is going to be a big deal. Yeah. Particularly that that, that first time uh, that you're doing that on stage. And I think whether I mentioned this or not in a previous episode, by the time we actually did the performance of that show, I had so many things going on with making sure they went right or yeah. being able to stay focused. Yeah. I mean, that's the kissing the scene was the least of my worries. Yep. That actually was almost like... The, the calm in the middle of the hurricane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been way. there. I had one, not it was not the first onstage kiss I had. I think it was the second where the actress's husband was also involved with the show. And I just remember the first time we rehearsed the kiss, the two of us are on stage and we kiss, and then I look out into the audience. And, Wasn't and, he the director or something? No, he was not the director. Oh, he, was just, okay. he was cast in, a, in like a, a different role. And he was uh, a six foot three guy is just standing out in the audience with his arms crossed, staring at me. <laughs> he had no idea what he was doing. It was just like he was just out there watching. It really right. was. It meant you know he he understood the situation. He's an actor himself. 
but it was just kind of funny. I look out there, I'm like, ah. But yeah, it's it's never as big a deal as you're as you get concerned it might be once you're there. I have another story. Another show I directed, I Hate Hamlet. Mm-hmm. So we had callbacks for that. And the reason we had callbacks was I was looking specifically for chemistry amongst the male and female leads. Right. I had the male lead pretty much picked out, I believe, by that point. So we had we were it was between two candidates for the female lead to mm-hmm. act opposite him. So they were both taking turns reading with him. And I think one of the scenes we picked to read was a scene that happened to have a kiss in it. I don't know. Maybe I didn't make it clear enough or not. I was not ex- expecting them to do the kiss. Right. But I guess one of them decided, well, maybe this will increase my chances. She went for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then, to not be outdone, so the did other the other one? person. Well, there you go. So it was the guy's lucky day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've been to uh, auditions. There was one audition in particular that I was at where the director, in fact, did choose a scene with a kiss in it and did expect you to do that at an audition, which to me was... Really? Yeah. And this was a scene where the the woman was the aggressor in the scene, and I, and I was auditioning for the male part. And yeah, there was a very wide variance in what the, the women were willing to do at an audition. I mean, I think it's a lot to ask, and some did do the kiss. Others, like, hugged me. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and some just kind of skipped over it but yeah the director was expecting that wow okay and the 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 ones who ended up with those two roles uh, excuse me with those two roles were husband wife so oh. <laughs> clearly they're going to be more comfortable kissing each other yeah I, I personally as a director i never put that into an audition i would okay I, this is this is certainly i think falls in the category of things that i would state in an audition yeah I, I i do think after my experience yeah. with don't drink the water i would certainly uh, in the future mention that the character does have to kiss somebody but right I, this is something i definitely think you need to prepare the actors for if they want the role yeah i would not expect anybody to do it at actually kiss anybody else no, in an audition. no i would not either that especially because well first off you don't even know if you're getting the part mm-hmm. second off you don't know who it is you're going to be kissing you don't know where they've been <laughs> <laughs> you even buy me dinner first yeah. you're kissing everybody that that person has kissed exactly <laughs> so i would never I've never expect yeah, yeah. anybody to actually. So I was surprised when that happened at that callback audition mm-hmm. that I mentioned. And I mean, I've I've also found like most most of the time, if there is a kiss involved, by that first time that they do it in rehearsal, it's usually fine. I mean, either they're going to get it or they're not. Yeah, I, it's kind of hard. You you can direct the the length and the intensity, I suppose, of the kiss, but it seems like either it's there or it's not, and you can usually tell that chemistry, the the, the stage chemistry through how they're reacting to each other on a stage without actually having to have that that physical contact mm-hmm. until rehearsals are underway. Yeah, I have had two productions in which I've had kissing scenes yeah. myself. And I think this, by the second time around, I, I didn't see it as a big deal. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd been broken in. I lost yeah. my kissing virginity on stage. My first kiss on stage was imminently forgettable and very poorly done. And that was entirely my fault. I think it was... The second show I did, it, it was one of the first few shows I did, and I had—I I just didn't even know what I was doing, and I was so worried acting-wise that, that the kiss was just, it was bad. <laughs> but after that, I've had, I think, I've had three more since then, and I think I've gotten better at acting that. So yeah, my second time around, it, it wasn't really a problem so much for me to do it, although I think... I think in that case, it might have been my co-star who was a little tentative at first. Yeah. So we, again, we didn't really rehearse it right off the bat. We yeah. waited a few weeks probably. Although I think that was a case where, unlike the first scenario, I think in the second scenario, I had a significant other. Fortunately, mm-hmm. she didn't have a problem with it. I'm trying to think. I think I have, I, I've been married, I think, for half of 
Yeah, half of the my on-stage kisses I've been married, or at least dating. But the earlier ones I was not. And I've dealt with it from the other the other uh, angle where, you know, my fiancé has also been involved okay. in theater. I was so. wondering what angle you were talking about. Um, <laughs> so, for example, in your show Frankenstein, I had to watch her kiss another yeah. man. Yeah. But I dealt with it. Yeah, and I mean, it's not, it's a character. It's not your significant other or yourself, uh, as the case may be. Yeah, and I, I know mean, it meant nothing to her. Right, <laughs> exactly. And, and there can also be, I, I found this seems to happen a lot, where a kiss is interrupted on stage by another actor. Th- th- doesn't that seem to be a common trope in scripts, where there's a Probably. kiss that starts and it's and it's going long and then somebody walks in? The, you know, Don't Drink the Water that I had just directed is two characters that the, the father wouldn't would not possibly want them to get together, and so they kiss, and he walks in and he goes, oh, boy. But, I mean, until he walks in and goes, oh, boy, they're kissing. And the last kiss I had on stage... Somebody is supposed to walk in and go, <clears throat> <laughs> and, and yeah, I think it was closing night that she waited for that entrance. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, these days that trope may very well be in place because they want to make sure that there's only kissing going on. Yeah. <laughs> well, there is occasionally more that goes on in yeah. shows, and, you know, we, we, we would be remiss if we did not discuss things that go further than kissing on stage. As far as kissing itself goes, I'm just going to make one, dis- uh, one, one cautionary statement. No tongue. Yeah, yeah. That that is. I don't even want to get into that because yeah. I have some stories that yeah. still annoy me. I know the stories you're talking about, yeah, and yeah. I will respect your candor on that. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier when it does not go further in actuality than what what it appears to be. Doing. Right. It it can it's be made to appearance. to look like something that it's not. Yes, and it definitely should not be that. At least you know. If some sort of budding romance is going on, but certainly make sure that you've got permission to be doing that on stage. Yes, it should be a, a mutual decision, and it yes. also should be okayed by the director. Yeah, I mean, it I, was to, to some extent, if, if it's supposed to be looking that way, whether or not it is, the director is not necessarily going to know as long as it looks True. right. But don't force it on your uh, fellow actor or actress. Right. Yeah. Th- that's that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, and also, I mean, I, I, I guess we would be remiss not to mention that. Some scripts do have same-sex kissing. Right. This so. does happen. So, again, that's something that you probably want to make sure that your actors are comfortable with. And They and should I, just, yeah, they should just be know what they're expected to do. Yeah, and and I have been guilty of not doing yeah. that. I had, I had uh, when I directed uh, Accomplice, I, I, I end up giving away a lot of this show because it's impossible to discuss Accomplice without giving things away. I oh, had, we'll talk more about it later. Yeah. I, I had to go outside of auditions to cast one of the roles and I, I went to a friend of mine and said, hey, I think you'd be really good in this role. And if you're willing to do it, we really didn't get what we needed at, at auditions. But And he agreed to it and then found out at the read-through that not only is he kissing both of the female characters in the show, he's also kissing the guy in the show. So he had a lot of that. And to move on to our Beyond Kissing discussion, he also has simulated sex uh, under a blanket while he's on stage. So there can be quite a bit. Yeah, I think that's where we're about to head to next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is something that frequently people are not comfortable with or less likely to be comfortable with, I guess. Right. Well, in the case that you're talking about, it was all choreographed and Yes, and it was done for discreet. humorous. It, it was discreet. Nothing was actually shown, and it's done for humorous effect, kind of timing out with the lines. This is an area where you're talking now about, I think, both comfort levels with the actors and the audience yeah yeah that's certainly with the actors just being physically intimate with somebody is that can be difficult yep especially if you're trying to depict some an act like that 
it's pretty much the same deal with whether or not your actors are comfortable with it, whether or not the theater is comfortable with it, and whether or not your audience is going to be comfortable with it. In this case, I think there might be a distinction from the audience standpoint Mm -hmm. in that there's sort of a voyeuristic element to witnessing scenes like that being acted out. Which which they may like. (laughs) Well, they may like it, or it could have the unintended unintended consequence of really making people uncomfortable. Yeah, and it's just one of those things you have to be aware of that. And like I said, you have to take your audience into account as well as the theater's preferences. I think the fact that in the context that you're describing, the fact that in this particular case it was played for laughs, hopefully dispelled some of that aspect That discomfort, I think so. I think it did. So beyond that, there uh, is the case of actual nudity. Yes. And I mean, you know, you have your extremes like hair where there's like a fully, everybody's fully nude in one scene as, well, as it's, scripted. It's funny you mention that because yeah. I recently saw a production of hair in community theater. And did they clean it I was going to bring this up. Okay, so they kind of had a compromise, okay. sort of. The audience was naked. Yes. <laughs> it was really uncomfortable for me. I would imagine. <laughs> Believe me. So the way it was originally scripted, traditionally as it's performed, it's at the end of the first act where the entire cast on stage is singing the closing number of the act and all of them completely get naked. Uh-huh. Uh, that's how it was traditionally performed. In this production, they only did it so that the one lead actor, the one who was going to go uh, serve in the war, in mm-hmm. Viet- Vietnam War, was the only one who actually did get naked. Okay. And he, it was only from the back. Mm-hmm. They staged it in such a way, so it was a, it's kind of a, Almost in the round, it's a semicircular stage. Right. So in order to kind of put some discretion on it, they had the rest of the cast kind of flanking him on either side. Yeah. And he turns around and drops his underpants. So all you see is him from the back. Right. In that particular case. And the rest of the cast did strip down, but kind of just to underwear. Okay. See, now so that's it, how they chose to do it in that case. You've also got to wonder what the, the again, going back to legality issues, what, what their options are. I would imagine with hair that they, they do give you some options with that scene. Well, that one's really well known, mm-hmm. um, so that's entirely possible. Yeah. However, I can tell you another show where you have don't have the option whatsoever, Wit. which is another show I've seen. Wit? That's not the show I was going okay. to mention, but that was another one I thought of. Yeah. No, I was actually thinking of Equus. Okay which I also recently saw. So that's a case where in the climax, the main lead actor is completely naked. It was a a situation where when it starts out, it's presented kind of in a sexual context, Mm -hmm. but then it moves away from that. And the rest, the remainder of the scene, the climactic scene, is not in a sexual context, but he remains completely naked the entire time. And that actually is a requirement for that show. It's a requirement for being able to get the rights to perform it. Okay. Yeah, and, and then Wit is the other one where it's a uh, a character with cancer, and I, I she strips down at the end of the show and walks off stage. Is, That's is a case where it's yeah. totally in a non-sexual context. Yes, uh, but I do believe that is also a requirement. And I mean, I know I saw it, I believe it was at Forge, and the actress there, I'm forgetting her name, but she was fantastic and like willingly shaved her head for the role and, and all sorts of stuff. So there's that. Well, okay, so there are different ways to handle this kind of a thing. Well, there's also... Uh, just to mention, I have had a few directorial experiences where nudity was, or at least partial, that's what I was, in the script. That's what I was going to say. There's implied versus actual. So Picasso has somebody <laughs> changing their clothes on stage. Right. A, a woman changing her clothes. And really, while the, the actress who played the role assumed she was going to be completely topless and had no problem with it. I remember you telling I, me that. Yeah, I just like, no, you're just changing your shirt and it's fine. You have your back turned. So that's not really showing anything. And well, then there's another... She had underclothes on. Exactly. And, and then there's a, another changing on stage with uh, getting away with murder. 
So no, I guess that was before Picasso. So that, yeah, was, that was yeah. that was the first one. But I, I don't remember. Yeah, what that that, that was somebody changing their clothes on stage, and again, uh, the stage I think was actually mostly dark, and it was only uh, down to underwear. Right. Uh, and then there was again mentioning accomplice. Yes. Where there is scripted in there, they're talking about this nude scene in a in, in a play that it's this a play actress, within a play. Yeah. And there's this nude scene, and she's really uncomfortable with it, and all of this, and it's described, and there's no way around it that she has to be nude. However, as you're saying, staging. We had her with pasties on. Right. Staged as far upstage as we could possibly get her. Right. With so, her back to the audience. With her back to the audience. So really, mostly all you're seeing is her bare back. Was it... What did it say in the script? It was described similar to that. Okay. But... I just... I guess what I'm saying is, did you have... Did the script kind of give you the leeway to... Oh, the script absolutely gave me the okay. leeway. I, I, I did not change anything to do it that way. Right. But I this was envisioned for a larger theater with a more traditional proscenium stage. Yeah, I was going to say it's, it's probably easier to accomplish this with a proscenium stage... Yeah. A thrust stage or staging in the round makes it a lot more difficult yeah. because and you I mean, have to we worry did, about all the different sight lines. Exactly. And we did have a proscenium stage, but it's a, a shallow proscenium stage, shall we say, so that people on the... It was pretty much just the front row, extreme left, and extreme right sides that could see you know her side. Mm-hmm. So it's really not even revealing anything. And like right. I said, she was wearing pasties. And, and one of the uh, actors in the show has to appraise her shall we say <laughs> so he like gets right up in her well chest and i th- i want to say i think she like drew a smiley face on one of the pasties <laughs> on one night and messed with them a little yeah bit, you can uh that's going back to what we talked about in yeah, a previous episode yeah. that's a case where you could easily take that opportunity to mess with your fellow actors mm-hmm. and we're running a little long here but uh, about the only thing we want to mention is is all of this kind of stuff well i mean we could talk about violence but it's, it's not elect- usually an issue. No, it really isn't usually an issue. I have one show that I've been hoping to direct called Popcorn that is kind of a Quentin Tarantino-esque sort of thing okay. that does have a lot of violence. But it's hard to portray that on stage even. It is, and because live theater in general, it's kind of hard to – you can't really do graphic violence very convincingly. It yeah. just looks you can't, artificial. Right. You can't do the graphic violence, and, and as we stated earlier, in this country at least, violence is, is pretty well tolerated. Uh, yeah, more so, I would say. Yeah. But that contrasts, going back to the previous point, one distinction I think I want to make with that is – when you're portraying, portraying violence on stage, it's hard to make that seem realistic. So the, yeah. the, the fakery of it makes it more accepting to the audience. Yeah, yeah. That's a distinction I want to make with an actor being naked on stage because my perception of it is that audiences would have more of an issue separating the actor from the character. Could be. Yeah. You're right in the moment. Well, for as an actor, for one thing, you're taking your clothes off in front of complete strangers. That's right. Not everybody wants to do that. Absolutely not. Oh, they'd be surprised. <laughs> people, you know, some people have no problem with it. No. Some people are uh, exhibitionists. But so, I think, hey. from the point of view of the audience, that you, you run the risk of that taking them out of the show. Yeah, and and seeing the actor as opposed to the character on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a risk. Going back to the implied thing, I didn't get to say this earlier, but I mm-hmm. recently saw a production of The Elephant Man. Yep. Which has a scene in which the Elephant Man title character claims that he's never gotten to see a naked woman before. Mm-hmm. So they kind of did a similar thing to what you had in Accomplice, where this woman back undresses in front of him and has her back to the audience and is kind of opening her blouse so that the audience can't see anything, really. Yeah. I'm assuming she was wearing something underneath it. I could not see it, but mm-hmm. it was made to look like she wasn't. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's there's ways to, to get around certain 
yeah. issues as long as you know it's all about sight lines. <laughs> sight yeah. lines are your friend. Yeah. So or your uh, actors' friends in this case. About the only thing I want to say in conclusion is you know. Whatever the issues are, you want to make sure that they're mentioned at the auditions and generally when you're promoting the show and potentially in the program as well. So people know when they're sitting down to this, what they're getting into. Yeah, I think many audience members at least want to know about it. It, it, They probably would appreciate that as opposed to being surprised by it. Yeah, and it's good to put it in promotional material so they're not bringing kids if that's not appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. Because otherwise, how are they going to know? Mm Mm-hmm. So that about wraps things up as far as our discussion of handling adult content goes. We're probably going to take a week or two off here. So uh, if, if we disappear, have no fear. We will be back. Unless we've been arrested by the performance rights police. Yeah, but that would have been a couple of episodes ago. <laughs> I would have had to queue all of these up, so that's unlikely. <laughs> we'll probably come back with some discussions about uh, sound design, set design, some uh, tech stuff. We're going to try to get some more interviews in there for that's you. That's right. But, yes, uh, so... Continue to tune in. Uh, we'll probably have a message up there to let you know that we're taking some time off. Uh, or maybe there'll be a new episode. Who knows? We have nothing planned right now. We're way in advance. So until that occurs, I am Glenn. And I'm Jim. And see you next time. Hey, I'm fun over there. Whee! <laughs> Are you ready? Ready, Freddy. Okay. I mean, Jim. Hey, wait a minute. Am I getting replaced? Okay. So this week on the Backstage Show, in case you haven't figured it out already, we're dealing... Not that we're being, you know, obvious about it or anything. You just interrupted me. Yeah, I did. You son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we're on a roll. That uncomfortableness, discomfort, that's the word. Should I keep cursing so you have to bleep every other, <laughs> every other word out of my mouth? <laughs> Is this <shit> usable? <laughs> Glenn, go f*** yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) F***ers.